<laughs> Just counting in. Welcome back to The Break Room, everybody. It's our daily show that keeps you updated on the nerdy news you need to know, live from New Rockstar's headquarters here. Uh, today, we've got so much to talk about today. We took yesterday off, and the news and the topics just stacked up, okay? So bear with us. We, of course, we're diving deep. Kevin Feige uh, came out from his uh, Hidden Fortress, mm. did an interview with Nuggets Aplenty. Okay. Guys, we are going to read the Kevin Feige. Is that the publication you did the interview with? <laughs> Nuggets Aplenty. What, uh, what, uh, what did the review in Nuggets Aplenty sound like? <laughs> okay. No. Uh, I like how it just went from being words to just sound effects. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nuggets Aplenty. Um, uh, we're going to read the tea leaves on all the things that Kevin Feige said, uh, what that means about the future of the MCU, uh, so Phase 5, Spider-Man sequels, of course. Uh, we're going to get into all of that. Then we've got some Quantumania predictions. We went through the entire New Rockstar staff. Before they, everybody's kind of seeing the movie at different times, but before anybody had seen the movie, they gave their predictions. We've compiled that video. We're going to play that later and hold those people accountable. They must pay for what yes. they've done. <laughs> all people must atone. <laughs> all, all gods must die. Now, some of us have already seen the movie and know uh -huh. what those predictions, uh, whether they're right or wrong. Some of us still haven't. Um, and then uh, we're going to close out with our NordVPN movie club. Oh, yeah. We're talking about 2009's Zombieland. I am so excited to talk about Zombieland. I hadn't seen it in a few... I, I mean, I've rewatched it since it's originally... Yeah. I haven't seen it in probably five, six years, to be honest. Oh and I just forgot how crazy that movie is. Yes. And it's a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. And in certain ways, I think it really holds up. And in other ways, it, it has aged like a lot of comedy from that time period. So I'm sure we'll talk about it more. Yes. A very interesting movie that has had kind of a, a, a larger impact on, on the culture and on films since mm -hmm. then. But anyways, we're going to talk about that later. Of course, I forgot to introduce my... My co-host here, Tommy Bechtold's here. Great to be back, everyone. I miss you all so much. Uh, I, I really, God, there's so many people I need to thank uh, while uh, I was away. Jessica Clemens is here. <laughs> um, I'll thank all those people now. I want to thank no, Dr. No, Nasty, no, no, no. Sebastian Baz Esquire. Sebastian Baz Esquire. It is a really big week here at New Rockstars. Of course, Quantumania is coming out. We're super excited. Uh, and along with the launch of Quantumania and the breakdown that's getting released on our channel tomorrow, we're launching a new channel tomorrow. Oh. The Deep Dive. I've oh. got I've got some early, oh, well there's the, the launch schedule. Sorry, don't keep, Wait, keep put that, that beautiful launch there. schedule back put up. That I have, on. I got early access. I watched that Everything Everywhere All at Once video yeah. uh, yesterday. It is an excellent video. If you liked that movie, disliked that movie, haven't seen that movie, uh, you are gonna love that video and I'm excited for the other content as well. Oh my um, God, what a thick schedule. Yes, thick and then I, I even have, um, we just got this hot off the press, mm -hmm. some deep dive merch. I'm gonna be wearing this t-shirt oh. tomorrow. Wow. They have water bottles too. Yes. The water bottles are cute. This this guy is like a deep diver. We're calling him a Vostronaut. And look at his little his little decal on his helmet is a DD as well. Uh, so Designated driver. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited for that. Tomorrow yes. we'll be watching Eric's uh, live stream breakdown. And then we go party. And then we're gonna have a big launch party. Uh, maybe you'll see some social media posts from that. I'll probably be live streaming on the gram. On your own? Tomorrow night from the party. Oh yeah. From Just the, a little treat to my deep divers. Yeah, from the beer from the beer cooler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from the from the back of a cop car. <laughs> no! Brandon, send bail money. <laughs> uh, hey, let's get into our main topic here today. 
Uh, on Tuesday, Entertainment Weekly published an in-depth interview with Kevin Feige. Uh, he, anytime a Marvel movie comes out, he kind of does a little press mm -hmm. as promotion for that. Uh, and he was talking about the kickoff of Phase 5, which Quantumania is, is kind of launching. Uh, and we wanted to talk about some of the big things he mentioned that he was asked about that he answered. So, he got asked about the next Spider-Man movie. No Way Home, one of the five biggest films of all time. Crazy. Seems like you would want to capitalize on that. Yeah. Obviously, we're gonna have more Spider-Man movies in our future. So when asked about that, he very slyly dropped that Spider-Man 4 is being worked on. He said, all I will say is that we have the story, we have big ideas for that, and our writers are just putting pen to paper now. You know how I feel? This is my, this is my analogy. Sony is Marty Jannetty. Disney is Shawn Michaels, and they just got to kick him through the barbershop window and take that franchise from him. It's just like, so are you saying Sony is what's holding back more Spider-Man movies? No, I'm saying that it's what's making, like, if we could just mm. let Marvel fly with Spider-Man mm. without being inhibited by Pascal and her gangsters. Uh, that's my opinion, personally. I just think we should have Spider-Man in everything. He's the best. He's mm. like, he's like, you know, Spider-Man and Wolverine are probably the two most popular Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. Of all time. I mean, yeah. certain characters get huge for, for brief periods of time with great comic book runs, but I just, you know, I want to just see that guy slinging webs everywhere. Of course. Yeah. We, we would all want more Spider-Man yeah. rather than less Spider-Man. Now, if they're starting on the script now, yeah. those movies obviously take a long time to make, yeah. uh, very intensive, they're huge, giant yeah. budgets. A lot of the writing has to be kind of interspersed with notes from other from, from Marvel yes. Studios because they're like, well, we have to include this little element sure. that's going to pay off And, in and this there's movie. always negotiations. Mm -hmm. You can use this Marvel yeah. character, but you can't use this one. Right. You can have Nick Fury. Right. You can have whoever. We'll give you Kobe Smolders. Sure, but not... But we're not you giving know. you smoldering Kobe. <laughs> well, now, so what do we think? If they're just starting to write now, and he's that's what he's saying. They might have been writing it yeah. all of last year. We don't know. Yeah. Um, do we think we see a Spider-Man movie? 2024? 2025 if they hurry, I think is what our uh, Do they want to compete our with man Drew, our editor Drew said. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so we're the getting the second part will be in 2024. Right. We get the first half of that this year, the second half right. next year. Well, that's a good question. Well, which I Which is that? Across the Spider-Verse? Yes. Now, John, when did the last Across the Spider-Verse or Into the Spider-Verse come out in court in relation to a live action Spider-Man? Okay, so they were in separate years. But yeah, I have a question. We, we're not so sure that these movies—they're not going to tie into the Marvel. No, I just don't think they want to compete with each other. Oh, interesting. Well, I, I hear you on that, and and certainly, but Sony's trying to put out a lot more movies, right? right? They got their Cravens, their mm -hmm. their whatever. It now is, they're going to have Amazon series like mm -hmm. Silk. I feel right? like they both would lose money in merchandising if they both came out with Spider-Man movies at the same time. Because all the Spider-Man from across the Spider-Verse will send out all their shipment of like dolls, and then we'll just get a new Peter Parker spoot <laughs> in the live action. Sure. But I think it's like uh, you're just putting them two against each other. You don't want them both to fail. You want them both to succeed. So maybe have one come out a little yeah. bit later than the other. I, yeah, and maybe maybe it's like a May-December gap yeah. or something like that. Which, if that's the case, yeah. Again, I I would guess this is maybe like a 2020 summer 2025. Yeah. Right. I also wonder if we'll see Spider-Man in another movie before. Well, oh. yeah, we have to, right? Secret so. Wars. Unless they pull a different. The Secret Wars is twenty twenty six, right? Or, oh, it's twenty twenty six. There, there's that uh, lineup yeah. there. Yeah. So we got time. 
Hmm. We have time I mean, for another Spider-Man movie. Look at me knowing the date of something. Maybe uh, Peter Parker. Peter Parker can pop into a Fantastic Four movie. We I don't know. That's where I could see him. You know, he has frequently been New York City. Fantastic um, Four. Now Peter we, Parker pop into Pizza Papa. Okay, hey, cool. Pizza Papa. Pizza Papa gets paid. Uh, now we know. I think the the writer that has been announced for the next Spider-Man, we believe, is Chris McKenna. Yeah. No, has not been announced. That's the rumor. Eric Summers, Chris McKenna, Chris McKenna, a uh, former community writer and has been a part of the writing teams for a lot of the big Marvel movies yeah. in the last 10 years, kind of part of the brain trust there. Uh, maybe the writers from the first trilogy of uh, P um, uh, Tom Holland films. Yeah. Anyways, uh, obviously, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, uh, one of the biggest characters they it, it must be important and it's it's mm -hmm. interesting that of course in all the marvel slates that have been released at comic-con and, and whatever there is no spider-man movie slated right. there but we're getting something before 2026 well, yeah, yeah right? the phase six is still can you show me it phase, phase six graphic, still yeah. empty still empty look yeah. at that look at all some big gaps spots. there yeah so they can throw i think in. that's it <laughs> well, our Spider-Mans. Uh, put a pin in that, Tommy. We're going to come back to that. Uh, okay. And then he was asked, Kevin Feige was asked about the the Disney kind of the Disney Plus shows, their timeline, and his quote was, "We want Marvel Studios and the MCU projects to really stand out and stand above. Mm. Uh, so people will see that as we get further into Phase Five and Six, uh, the pace at which we're putting out the Disney Plus shows." will change. Ooh. We want to do shows that can only be shows. Like a Loki? Are we thinking like a Loki? That, that's a cryptic sentence. Yeah. I think well, like we could come back to that. Is this ahead. supposed to know how phase four went? Is this like, is this their uh, praise and polish? They just were like, this is what we did in phase four. This is what we want to do differently for phase five that didn't work in phase four. That's how I'm reading this. And I don't know, that might not be the case, yeah. but it, or it could be that uh, Iger's back, right? Well, so that's a big one, right? And I think the two big factors right now are, I think some people, not everybody, not necessarily us, some people were a little disappointed with some of the Disney Plus mm -hmm. series mm -hmm. because their objective in this last round, last year, was to launch new characters. Right. So it's inherently, rather than showing us characters that we know and love, right. like your Lokis, like your Wandas, yeah. like your Falcon Winter Soldiers, if we're getting a Moon Knight, a Miss Marvel, yeah. a She-Hulk, you know, maybe that'll be a little bit more hit and miss. That's yeah. a harder job to do, to try to launch these and, new characters. And if you're saying which, which ones could only be shows and which ones could be movies, I'd say at the top of my head, both Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight could have been a movie. I mean, maybe not as good, but like you could have introduced those characters and told that story over, over, whatever, hundred. The the origin story template yeah. is a tried and true yeah. one in films. Hundred and thirty right? minutes on either of those, well, especially I think you could. with when you have a character like She-Hulk that is, or or Moon Knight that's heavily CGI'd, right? right? Like budget becomes right. an issue, and we know that Disney, right? Like is uh, that's why they brought Bob Iger back. Disney Plus is like not making as much money as they would like. Right. They might be scaling back. Because honestly, Marvel fans, if you knew that you were getting two and a half Marvel shows a year on Disney Plus instead of four, would you unsubscribe? No, no of course. They're, you take the taking... cricket bats out of their hands and I'm done. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we know Tommy's just there for the cricket. Uh, but so to, to get down to the fine print on it, right? Feige was asked. Uh, so spacing them out or putting out fewer shows a year? Is that what you're thinking? And he responded, both. Both, my friend. Spacing them out and putting out fewer, which those two things are linked, right? If they're more spaced out, there will be right. probably fewer. Yep. So, you know, there was at one point, 
and we're going to come back to this because uh, there was a Hollywood Reporter article that just came out today. At one point in 2023, mm-hmm. we were going to get, just from Marvel, Secret Invasion, yeah. Ironheart, Echo, uh, Loki Season 2, and Covenant of Chaos might have snuck in at the yeah. end. We were potentially going to get all our parts of five series. I want it um, still. Ugh, that's so sad. Yes. I still want it. I loved it when they had a million shows at once. Yes, I, loved I mean, it. New Rock Stars loves it because yeah. that stuff I was gonna is say, good. Not for us. Me. I like I like the white knuckling we do in the mornings <laughs> where there's no news or shows. <laughs> but uh, this morning, a Hollywood Reporter article said that as of now, Secret Invasion and Loki are the only guaranteed releases mm. this year. Uh, Echo, Ironheart, and Coven of Chaos have possibly been delayed. And there's been a rumor for a while that Echo, which has already been shot, yeah. might be delayed. I, we know that like uh, Ironheart has already been shot or most of it has been shot. Uh, so this is kind of the first confirmation we've gotten that those things might be delayed. Do you think they're because, delayed for storytelling? I'm sorry, Jessica. No, go. No, you go. No. Do you think they're delayed for storytelling purposes? Either of you, question for both of you. Like they gotta put out some of these well, movies first? That's mm. what I was kind of gonna say. I think they already shot a lot of Secret Invasion, right? Yes. I oh, think yeah. they're probably already in post with that. There's been, okay, and also secondly, because um, you've been on the show a lot. Have we already talked about, we've talked about Thunderbolt Ross, right? And yes. how he's projected to be like the president? Yes. So in Secret Invasion, I talked about this in one of my uh, Wakanda Forever breakdowns that they purposely on the ticker say President Ritson. And so it's like, I think Secret Invasion has to be linked to Wakanda forever. So they're like, we need to push this out mm. as soon as possible so people aren't confused at why Thunderbolt Ross is the new president sure. when we said it was someone else. Well, will Ritson be a scroll? That's what I <laughs> a think. A scroll in the scroll office? It's Ritson Ditson? Um, Sean Diston? Oh, wait, no, it's oh. Diston. Uh, Sean well, and Scarlet also, Cup. when you think about Secret Invasion and Loki, those are... Those are movie stars are in that, right? Yeah. You got you got Don Cheadle, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson, yeah. in one. You got obviously Tom Hiddleston in the other. Yeah. Those are known characters from the film universe. Yeah. Um, whereas Echo is built is a spinoff yeah. of uh, Hawkeye, right? Following that character, Ironheart, kind of a spinoff of Wakanda Forever, yeah. uh, following the Riri Williams character. And so you know, there's just like. Those are still kind of like almost origin stories for new mm. new characters. Now, they've already shot those. Maybe this is also like a backlog of like, they've got to pour a lot of money into the special effects and everything like that. That stuff is cheaper when you spread it out and you're not trying to do five things at yeah. once. I, I think it has to be. I think there's something so big in Secret Invasion that connects more than mm. these other properties that it's they have to push it out. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. It probably ripples too many things. Scrolls are big deals. Scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> yeah. Oh, scroll watch. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Hollywood Reporter, uh, a company insider at Marvel, said that there's going to be a level of rigor on Marvel and across the entire company, I think that's speaking to Disney, uh, one company insider said, numbers matter now and costs are going to be outlined and enforced, right? And it, it got a- Bob said, hey, hey, <laughs> Let's uh, tighten up those yeah, pocketbooks, right? Because when they were launching Disney Plus, it was like, hey, we've got to throw some big shows out there so people sign up for this mm. service. Mandalorian, yeah. you know, um, Hawkeye, WandaVision, right? Like, they spent big a Hero 6. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, how much of that is Marvel's fault, you know? I mean, yeah, we got a lot of big properties and a lot of CGI needed, but it's not all Marvel's doing. 
Yeah. Right? Star Wars is still there. <laughs> yeah. And and those shows are more often than not awesome, right? Yeah. Um, and lastly, Feige mentioned experimenting with more self-contained episodic shows, specifically with Daredevil, as opposed to shows that could be described as eight-hour movies. And they're not even that. These episodes are 33 minutes long with credits. They're like four-hour movies, which is just about a half an hour more than Endgame. <laughs> I don't mean to yes. be like, eh, but, but it's like... But that also, A, that makes you think, oh, Daredevil might be, uh, you know, more... Um, Serial, yeah, right, like, yeah. Uh, or or like, a kind of a case of the week, yeah, right, a little bit more like self contained, doesn't yeah. need to be like I one think, big arc for the season. I think Daredevil that came across in the Netflix series where it, it genuinely, I will give the Netflix series their due with making the shows feel like TV series. And I feel like Disney Plus's uh shows haven't really felt like a TV series, and maybe there's mm. a different writing tactic to mm. like where you hit the climax at, but Daredevil itself is already perfectly written for like this. Is gonna be a show, and it's gonna yeah. feel like a show. It's gonna look like a show. It's not gonna be like a really long movie. See, I I don't disagree, but I do think that Loki specifically to me felt like a episodic to episodic show. Like I know it was telling one story, but enough. There was very few episodes that you could be described as like transition episodes. Like I felt like something yeah. happened in every single episode that was like. Oh, this is the point of this episode. It's introducing this yeah, thing. Yeah, there definitely felt like a however many hour long movie, yeah. right? Like that was telling kind of one story. It yeah. wasn't like uh, different yeah. B-plots or something like that. Uh, and then finally, or not finally, we've got a couple more things. Kevin Feige was asked about mutants. He's always asked about mutants. Of course, mutants. the second Disney bought Fox, they were like, when are we getting more X-Men movies? Uh, and he was quoted as saying, the question is how to do it and when to do it. And that's something we've been working on for years. Now we know. Oh, they've got a plan, yeah. he's saying, yep. right? Uh, it's not just like, that's something we want to work on. It's like, nope, we know how to do it and when to do it. Yeah. They haven't told us yet, but hey, that's something we can look forward to learning. Yeah, and I, you know, maybe some of us will become mutants in that <laughs> I've been rolling around in toxic waste for years hoping for something to happen. Tommy. But something has happened, and I've got weeks to live. <laughs> Wait, what? Why would you say that live here? Because uh, I want people to know why I haven't been on the show lately. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the toxic waste. Uh, it, uh, Feige was asked about, um, of course, we've got Quantumania coming out this week. Uh, the next movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then the movie right after that, late summer, The Marvels. He was asked about that. And he said, picking up directly after the end of Captain Marvel 1, uh, not in timeline, but in story. Because obviously that was in wait. the 90s and there's been a lot of movies in the timeline since wait. then. So, so wait, keep going. Read it and okay. then I'll ask the question. Yeah. So sorry. We also do that in our upcoming Disney Plus series, Secret Invasion. And those are two very different follow-ups to that movie. Comic fans will recognize elements of the yeah. Kree-Scroll War. So was he saying... So, yeah, yeah. So the first movie takes place in the 90s. So are we... Uh, uh, Avoiding what happened at the end of Miss Marvel, where she pops up. No, I think he's saying it like continues the story from that '90s set, oh, like Miss Marvel, but like um, not the timeline, right? Like, yeah, we're gonna be in present day uh, MCU okay. timeline. I think okay. is what he's hinting at. Got it. Yes. Who's yelling out right now? Yeah. John okay. John, off camera, uh, off mic. John loves to shout things out. Uh, yeah, he, he's speaking to. Um, he was. Saying it's like immensely powerful seeing Carol, Monica, and Kamala together in frame, like the Avengers shot, right? When those three characters are going to team up, mm. uh, hence the Marvels 
of the title, right? Uh, he said, Kamala steals the show. Wow. Mm. Shots fired of course at, she does. She's shots fired at Brie Larson. Suck it, Brie. Uh, <laughs> I could see it um, with Kamala being like just so like happy and jazzed to be seeing her favorite superhero. Yeah. Again, I pitched it. I think they're going to be mad at each other. Monica and um, Carol Danvers are going to hate each other. Mm. And that Kamala's just going to be there to be the glue. To be like, you guys, we don't need to fight. We're superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, exci- we're really excited for that. And hey, that trailer... Maybe now, once Quantumania is out, yeah. it could open up the door to oh, get that trailer sometime I need soon. It. I need Everything we've heard is that that trailer, the footage that has been shown, is incredible. I need it. Um, other other films, projects, uh, Feige talked about, of course, Captain America New World Order is coming up not too far away next year uh, with Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross, President of the United mm. States. Now, is that original? Uh, NWO black and white, or is that Wolfpack NWO? <laughs> Too sweet, baby. Because you don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. <laughs> um, but uh, that'll be really... <laughs> that'll be really interesting. Uh, apparently that film Stop. starts shooting next month for Anthony Mackie. Oh. Um, it's so insane. Not insane. I just think it's wild to have Harrison Ford step into the MCU, mm. immediately be president. Yeah. <laughs> immediately well, be president. Get off my helio like, pad. Just like in the regular United States, they, have, they had to wait till he was in his 80s that's before right. he could be the president. Hey, yo! Um, okay, that starts shooting next month. Uh, Blade starts filming in 10 weeks. I'll so believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I freaking see it. What is this? They you guys are... to see a shadow? They're like, 10 more weeks till Blade. <laughs> Y'all are playing with my they, man. They teased us with that last November and then oh. it got called off when there was kind of some falling out do between the director. Do you think they're going to try to pull this out the same time? Well, I, we, I don't know how far they're going to keep pushing Blade, mm. but do you think it might come out around the same time as like Swamp Thing? <laughs> and oh, then, that's a good And question. then we'll have the fight DC Swamp Thing. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe they'll not only shoot start shooting in 10 weeks, the film, maybe they'll just take an extra couple days and give us a Halloween special presentation. They better, I'm tired of waiting. Um, Blade will make a kale smoothie out of Swamp Thing. (laughs) You think? You think think Blade could be Swamp Thing? I don't know. Maybe. You know, he's good at dispatching demons and uh, supernatural forces. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also mentioned that in the Thunderbolts, Bucky Barnes is the de facto leader Uh. of that team. He said they are barely heroes. They wouldn't consider themselves heroes. That's interesting in that, like, um, you know, there are a couple of characters that could be, you know, John Walker might have a little something to say about yeah. that. Val Again, might have a little something to say about that. He probably killed someone. He's, yeah, a, he's a menace. But oh, I, I think, think it's... Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I think it's interesting that they didn't offer it to Yelena, but I feel like there's going to be something in there where they're like, yeah, we did offer it to Yelena. She said no immediately. Interesting. Because she has to work with her dad. I, yeah, yeah I, I almost wonder, though, it's like, it makes the most sense for Bucky Barnes to be the leader of that mm-hmm. team. He is actually the oldest. <laughs> That's true. And he seniority, also has yeah. seen the seniority most, doesn't count here. But I also think Val is probably is like secret. Like if she's still the director, she's was she the director of CIA right now? Yeah. Or yeah. If she's pretending to be the director of the CIA or is the director of the CIA, then she's probably running the Thunderbolts secretly. Yeah. Right. She so can't be like, the public so face you, or the exactly. leader That's or whatever. That's I think what it, it will mimic like uh, the Suicide Squad with mm. Waller. It'll be yeah. like a task team that no one knows about. Task That's Force a great X. point. And, and so he's kind of the uh, Idris Elba figure. Uh, and the saddest part too yeah. is that like Bucky is like he last we saw him in Falcon and Winter Soldier. He's he's uh, it's like cathartic. He's very uh, he's finally coming full circle with himself and his yeah. mental health. So it's like he's easier to work with than probably 
the Russian, uh, what's his yes. name? The Red Guardian. Oh, Red, Red yeah, Guardian. I didn't think yeah. I didn't even want to be the leader. Yeah, plus, no, plus, David Herbert doesn't have to do that accent too much. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's hard work. You've uh, got to well, go and make... I'll, be the leader of the Thunderbolt. I was going to say, like, his arc, yeah, Bucky, since since we've seen him, especially yeah. in Falcon Winter Soldier, right, like, he's, like, in the best place yeah. now, right? He's he, kind of dealt with a lot of his demons. He, he he's loves- going on dates with shitty small talk. He told his neighbor <laughs> he killed his son. He's good. He's, he's coming full circle. He got rid of his notebook. Actually, I don't know if he... Did he get rid of the oh, notebook at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier? Yeah. Either way, he, he's, he's coming. He's yes. coming. But, and I think that's why it's great that, like, so he needs a new problem, yeah. and that's <laughs> this group of pains new, in the asses. Yeah. You a know, new thing that, to fix. Yeah, thing to fix. yeah, he needs a new challenge. He's kind of fixed himself, now he's got to fix them. Is uh, Abomination in the Thunderbolts? Uh, not announced. Not, not announced. But we did theorize that there's room for some big He's another guy, though, that has kind of fixed himself. Yeah. So. Same with... Well, but, but he was holding that incel tournament at his... <laughs> yeah, um, for money. He was willing to do Incel tournament. What, what, did you go to high school with me? <laughs> um, okay, hey, uh, let's, let's get into some... <laughs> Let's get into some headlines. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those weren't the headlines? Those, I know. That was that was a headline stretched out. Wow. Uh, but we got some other quick headlines we want to jump onto. Uh, Patrick Stewart, bless his heart, mm. uh, continues to <laughs> hit. Is he, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. is he dead? I'm just saying. Everybody should say bless Patrick his heart. Stewart may rest in paradise. <laughs> no. He's not dead. We just want him to be relaxed. No, he weirdly has never worked more. He's doing no. Picard. He's got everything going on. Uh, he continues to hint at the potential return for Charles Xavier mm. and Magneto, too. In an interview with Entertainment Tonight, uh, Stewart said that Ian McKellen, who played Magneto, of course, in the X-Men films, uh, responded well to Xavier's appearance in Doctor Strange 2, saying he would have done something like that himself. Stewart then said, but we're not done, so Ian and myself, we've got plans. Wow! Again, octogenarian actors, let's get them. Let's get it on. And also, you know there's an assistant that's like, stop talking! Stop talking! I think they're like, they're like, screw it. No NDA can hold me. I've been alive for 80 years. I've been in Hollywood so long and I run it now. Guess what? I'm going to be the Joker. And they're like, what? You are? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Also, I mean, for Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, like, multiple generations of fans have grown up with them. Yeah. Right? Like, Uh, and so, like, just throwing them into a project, even for cameos, is just catnip for us, yeah. right? Um, ooh, in, uh, speaking of Joker, we got our first look at Lady Gaga in the Joker what? sequel. The lady? And I, think- you, I love, okay, so oh. the red lipstick yeah. on her, like, nose to lips, so he's, like, making out with her heart, But it, it looks right? like the blood, maybe blood as Oh, well? it could, oh, yeah. it could have been. They just fought. Because <laughs> that was, like, Joker ended with, he, he the blood kind of made his... Joker uh, paint, right? Uh, well, so that picture makes me uncomfortable. Uh, there's maybe some hepatitis B getting transferred in that photo. We don't know, but um, we are so excited. I can't wait. I think that movie I... doesn't come out until next year. Joker, fallait à deux. Gonna yeah. be a musical? Is that confirmed? Yeah, I okay. think so. Okay. I mean, they both are Academy Award nominated for singing. That's a good um, point. Also, oh, I just yeah. lo- I love... I love Lady Gaga. Yeah. I love her. And like she's so she's so talented. I'm so proud of how far she's come. But like her playing Harley Quinn, like a Bronx like yes. <laughs> in prison uh, and, Harley and Quinn is we perfect. know we know she can do unhinged if she needs to. Oh easy. Right? She can portray that energy. So we're very excited for that. Um <gasps> and kind of less exciting uh, DC news. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. Well, I was gonna say, what if she sings "Bad Romance"? But you keep. Oh, I like that. Or uh, the Joker Shallows. Things. What if she just? <laughs> they no. just run back. Uh, yeah, star is born. No boy. <laughs> Wrap it up. 
Dead ass. Uh, it's it's like reverse. Instead of like uh, it's like old, you know, instead of an old musician with a new musician, it's an old Joker recruiting well, a new. Why joker. you walk in with that murder toy? <laughs> Did you kill that god? Oh, okay. Save it for uh, ten mandatory funds. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, in, in less heavy DC news, Peacemaker season two has apparently been postponed. Mm. Uh, James Gunn has tweeted that he is working on Superman Legacy and the Waller series ah. first before Peacemaker returns. So it's probably that pushing that out a few years. Waller's following the first season of Peacemaker, mm. so I mean, yeah. you can't have them both come out at the same time. Right. You know what I heard? Hmm. Patrick Stewart's going to play Peacemaker. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? It's called From, <laughs> From Ian McKellen. From Ian McKellen. Uh, we've got a poster for Mandalorian season three, which is right around the corner. Oh my god! Uh, I'm so. That. Oh, look at that That's bad boy. Wookie freaks assemble. <laughs> That's what I call my Wookie leakers. Are you excited? Uh, nah, no, I'm not a big Star Wars. No, fan. you're not a big Star Wars fan. No, I always think that shit's for nerds. <laughs> I'm kidding. I can't wait. Uh, of course, we will be. Going deep on Mandalorian, Mandalorian season three. We'll be doing breakdowns. We'll be doing an after show. Wookie Shakedowns and breakdowns, baby. And Tommy will be on. Uh, we're very excited for that. Um, oh, and I should mention, if we're going to talk Star Wars, uh, due to some kerfuffles and, and uh, bojangles and uh, whoops and doodles, uh, the Bad Batch reviews for episodes nine and ten will be out next week as a combo episode. I'll take no further questions nor discuss why they'll be delayed at this time, but you can just imagine I've been tied up in the courts. Thank you, Tommy. Yes. Uh, we've, we've been enjoying those when they come out. Uh, again, let's, so today, maybe tomorrow, this weekend, you're probably seeing Ant-Man Quantumania. Some of us here at New Rockstars are also going to see it this weekend. Some of us, because we're very lucky, we live in the Los Angeles area, and sometimes we get into like early screenings. Some of us have already seen it, but before anybody at New Rockstars got to see the movie, we had everybody sit down and uh, answer their predictions, put them on tape, for the movie, so that afterwards we could go back and be like, who got it right, who got it wrong, or whatever. Uh, so now we've assembled all of those uh, pre-recorded predictions, and we're gonna roll footage now. Great. All right, we're gonna make some final predictions for Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. I'm seeing the movie in a matter of hours. Just some final questions that I should lock in some final predictions for. Hi, I'm Whitney. I'm gonna answer all your questions about ants. Mm, sorry, I gotta think about this. I don't wanna say anything stupid. Let's hope, I'm always wrong. Okay, we're good on everything? Okay. Who do I think will die in Quantumania? I don't want anyone to die, but uh, is definitely gonna die. I don't think we're gonna lose any main people. Well, perhaps no one. These are Marvel movies. They're, they don't often kill people off. Often they'll just like blast them off the side of the screen like in Super Smash Brothers. I really wanted Scott Lang to die. I wanted this to be the death of Scott Lang, but I don't think he's gonna die because Paul Rudd is too cute. I think Hank Pym is a goner. There's no way he comes out of uh, the quantum realm. Maybe Janet Van Dyne dies too, but I think Hank Pym dies. No way, no way he survives. Hank Pym, mourn you till we join you. Uh, Hank Pym, dead, okay. Hank Pym, because Michael Douglas, he's been in the MCU for a while now, and like he's probably just like, all right, I kinda wanna go. But also there's a chance that uh, this Kang that we see in this movie could die, but a variant of him um, ends up being the Kang that we face 
I mean, King Dynasty or Secret Wars. I've said this a ton of times. I think Cassie Lang's gonna die in Quantumania. And I know, yes, Jessica Clemens, the villain of New Rockstars, wishing upon death upon everyone in the MCU. Maybe Lord Krylar, I think Bill Murray. We know he likes to make like Zombieland type cameos where he just shows up and then dies. I think a MODOK. I think MODOK might be a one and done, Darren Cross. Will there be multiple Kangs? I've said this before. On many shows on this channel, there will be a Council of Kangs at some point in this movie. Oh, you know there's gotta be multiple Kangs. There ain't just one Kang in this movie. Though I do think the Kang we see in this movie will be the big Kang bad guy that runs all Kangs uh, through Secret Wars and the rest of the multiverse saga. There will 100% be at least more than one Kang at some point in this movie. Like you cannot start phase five of the MCU and like Loki promises multiple Kangs. So we're gonna see more than one Kang in this movie. I am very confident. In terms of relevance to the plot, I think it's going to be more powerful if there's just one Kang stuck in the quantum realm, one conqueror that they gotta deal with, but I think we're going to see on screen multiple Kangs, or hints at multiple timelines where multiple Kangs did their stuff. I don't think so. I don't think so, and I might be wrong on this because a lot of people agree that there will be multiple Kings that will see them, and unless we're seeing it in a flashback or a post-credit scene, I just don't think we're. Gonna, I think we're dealing with our big bad right now, and we're gonna focus on the big bad until the next film. Uh, yes, I think that there's gonna be so many Kings. It's gonna be a Kang bang. Yes, of course there must be. What cameos will we get? I think we might see hints at other Avengers or other Kangs or people related to the Kang family tree. So we might see like a Reed Richards cameo, a Fantastic Four cameo, but I don't think we'll see what actor is playing him. Ants. I think that there's gonna be ant cameos. There's gonna be bug cameos. Wong is legally obligated to cameo in all Marvel movies. I, I gotta say Wong. We gotta see Wong, right? There's gotta be a Wong in this movie. I think that there's a big chance that we could see um, the Incredible Hulk has a, a main squeeze in the in the microverse. I think her name is Jarella. I think also since like you know they're really gonna be teeing up Loki season two in this uh, in this movie, I, I think we might get a hint towards someone in Loki. Now this doesn't really count, I guess, because it's a post-credit pitch that I have. I need it to be the leader. I think even though he's not announced, Michael Pena will cameo. Will Modok escape the quantum realm? He better. That big head needs to fly. I do think Modok will escape the quantum realm. Uh, we may not see him for a few pictures after this one, but uh, Modok will pop up again soon. No, he's gonna die. I changed my answer. That's who dies. It's Modok. He doesn't, he's already lived. He's already lived once. You only live once. We're good. Yeah, of course. My guy is, he's, he's here for good in the MCU. Where it's gonna be a Modok world. Uh, I bet my life on it. I don't think so. So I think Modok's more likely to die than escape the quantum realm. I believe that this is just the first, This I believe this is just the beginning for Modok in the MCU because we have, um, I feel like the intelligentsia is coming uh, with uh, the leader coming up and like, you know, Doctor Doom and all that's coming. I feel like the MODOK is going to be a big um, player in the upcoming phase five and six with Val. Absolutely, 100%. My pitch for the post credit scene is MODOK leaving and then appearing at the college that we last saw the leader and that's starting their team up. What will our post credit scene be? I would love to see a post credit scene involving the TVA. I think it's Council of Kings, like I said. I just, if they're setting up King Dynasty, to me it makes the most sense that there will be a Council of Kings post-credit scene at some point. I want it to be Secret Invasion. I want that to be the post-credit because I thought we were gonna get a Super Bowl commercial and we didn't. So I hope that it's Secret Invasion. I want it to be Secret Invasion really bad. I think that Quaze is secretly a king. And he, I think he might be either Mr. Griffin or um, Victor Timely. 
but Quaze is gonna secretly find his way out of the quantum realm and he's going to be in charge of Kang, um, the Kang Tower that we see in Loki. I have no idea. I think if we're gonna go out on a limb, if I'm just gonna stick to my guns here, I think some allusion to Loki or the Fantastic Four. I think the silly one will be a joke, maybe a Baskin Robbins based joke. And what's your wild card prediction? My wild card prediction is that there will be a, in a very serious moment, in the big battle or something like that, there will be a fart joke. Huh? I think that in this movie, there's actually gonna be no ants. It's gonna be cicadas because they scream. Someone in the main Pim Van Dyne Lang family is going to be turned to the dark side by Kang, convinced by Kang and, and turn on their other teammates. Well, I think that MODOK is behind all of this. I think that MODOK is the one who contacted Cassie, the one who was talking to Cassie, and the one that sort of convinces Kang to bring everyone down the quantum realm. To be revealed that Kang is actually working for Val. Val's in charge of everything, baby. You can't stop her. She's the top of the food chain for the entire MCU. I kind of want Iron Lad to show up. So if Iron Lad is the one that helped uh, Cassie create the um, device to send a signal into the quantum realm, that would be great. Miss Minutes is Renslayer's memory that's trapped in a orange holographic form. Uh, and that's why Renslayer doesn't remember fully everything. But like once Renslayer can rejoin Miss Minutes, that will be the Renslayer that uh, he remains had a, had a marriage with. Uh, and, um, and that she's being tortured and uh, separated into these two halves, her, her memory bank and then her, her physical body. Uh, will that get, get revealed in Guatemala? Hell no, but I, I think that's just my wild card prediction that Miss Minutes will show up in a scene and explain all this to us. All right, those are my final predictions for Guatemala. I don't think any of them are gonna be right, but uh, I guess we'll see on the other side. See you on the other side, brother. A bunch of nerds. All right. And we've been, we've been asking in the chat, kind of uh, running most of these questions by you all, mm. uh, what character will die? 41% saying a uh, Pim. One of the Pims. One of the Pims. So that is, I mean, it's a smart bet. You get the most for, you know, the most bang for so your buck there. Janet or Hope? Janet, Hope, or, well, or, or Hank. Died, oh, that's right? a good point. Well, I mean, yeah. they're all in the Pim. The man is the alpha of the family and therefore the king and ruler. Okay, Tommy. The women are subservient. Uh, right? You know what? The, I the, 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 next, the next highest, a lot of people thought <laughs> nobody. A lot of people voted for nobody dies, <laughs> which I, I like your optimism. Is um, no, who is now who plays nobody in this? Hey, yo. <laughs> hey. Uh, I like how there's no, the planet nowhere and then there's the person nobody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will, will there be multiple Kangs in Quantumania? Resounding 73% saying yes. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. that's kind of part of the dude's shtick is that there's a lot of him. Yeah. Uh, if we get a cameo, who will it be? Uh, our man Wong coming in with a little bit over a third. Uh, and then about a third of the people saying somebody we've never seen. Now that's a, that's a tough balance of strike, like a cameo from a new character, kind of like Hercules we got in yeah. uh, Thor Love and Thunder, right? Like. Uh, uh, that can be a little tougher for a movie to pull off, but mm. that's fun. Uh, what will our post-credit scene tease? 30% uh, saying Kang Dynasty, uh, about 26% saying Secret Invasion, yeah. the next thing, and maybe a reason they're not delaying Secret Invasion. It's gotta come <clears throat> out sometime soon. Um, yeah, and then there's a couple other super chats we wanna shout out. Corey Candrilli asking why Tommy's sitting on that mm. end of the table. Listen, when we go from four people to three people, everything's out I don't the window, like it. okay? Shows it's, too much of this. <laughs> 
you want to switch spots? No, we could have done that earlier, but your vanity wouldn't allow uh, it. Tiffany Hoffman saying, do you think that Spider-Man is done being an Avenger and ready to be a defender? Ooh, that's fun, Tiff. Can I call you Tiff? That's very fun, Tiffany. I like that idea. Uh, Fly Ninja 808 saying, uh, do you think that Spider-Man, oh, no, that's the same one. Fly Ninja saying, phases seven through nine, will be the mutant side. Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> Three phases. I know, that's a lot of mutant, well, baby. Well, there's so much co comic book stuff yeah. that they, especially done the Marvel way. Well, and especially by then, they will have a nice gap yeah. of time, not only between, obviously, the original X-Men mm -hmm. trilogy, but then all of the first class saga yes. as well, right? Enough time to cleanse the palate, and you can kind of reboot all that stuff hard. Christian Unpronounceable, our friend from Canada, saying, time for the obligatory reminder to like and subscribe this the stream. Thank oh, you, Christian. Thank you, Christian. You're doing the real work out there. And then the real tree. I love your uh, design pattern. Uh, I'm seeing Quantumania tonight. I just wish I had some merch. My oh. man's or woman's. You can grab this shirt, Quantum Thief, oh. featuring a very fun uh, Scott-inspired graphic there. The quantum Thief. As <laughs> yeah, as well as some would say the Quantum Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's eyes just rolled back in her head so hard. Uh, as well as a bunch of other cool Quantumania inspired merch at nerdriot.shop. He's got that particle riz. Uh, <laughs> now, I want to say something before we move on. I think that there has been a real blind spot, and maybe the blind spot is on me because this has happened, but in the MCU when it comes to cameos. Mm. Now these people, many of these Avengers have been famous for a decade. Yeah. Like in the MCU. Like yeah. they've been famous in that world. How have we not had one of them appear on the $100,000 pyramid? <laughs> Will Fortune Celebrity Edition. Get Sajak in the MCU. Have Hawkeye on Celebrity Will Fortune. Oh. Give me, like, you're telling me Ant Man's not showing up on Celebrity Deal or No Deal? You think Mandel's turning down that paycheck? I mean, I think well, that's a... He does, I, I think that's like what we got kind of with Miss Marvel's yeah. like little fan con. And then we kind of got uh, the, the, the Scott having his book. I want the uh, heavy hitters, though. I want Sajak going, uh, Scott Lang. For some reason, I think Marvel, Marvel thinks it's really hard to make things canon in the MCU. Yeah. And so, like, that's why, like, what is it? It's, like, Conan O'Brien, technically now Megan the Stallion. But they don't go, uh, Anderson Cooper, they don't go too far. And it's, like, is it really hard to actually get the rights to put Jeopardy into the MCU? Yeah, probably. Maybe. You know, they probably lean on, that's why there's that one New York Local TV station that's in yeah, all the Spider-Man movies yeah. and well, you know, Merv Griffin's estate. They don't give out okay. her shows. When, when I was doing, <laughs> they're not giving Jeopardy away. <laughs> when I was doing the She-Hulk breakdowns, there's a lot of news sources, mm. and there's actually an incredible website that tracks all over through the MCU and all of TV every fictional news mm. program. So you can oh. see the ones that have shown up in everything. And Spider-Man does have all the same. Yeah, it's always the same guys. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye out. Um, it feels like She-Hulk might be a good, she could be a good candidate to maybe do some more crossover. She yeah. was appearing on the news a lot Say in that Jack series. She-Hulk? Yes, please. <laughs> she, it's easier for her. She's so tall when she's in Hulk form. Very That's easy right. to reach down. I have, been, I have been on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I won $7,200 back in Wait, 2017. No. You sure did. You're That's true. <gasps> That's true. Give me that money. Came in second place. I did not get to go to the final, uh, whatever, final Wheel. Wheel of Fortune's uh, hard. I can't is. guess that. There was a, a mom from Iowa. <laughs> Slayed. Yeah. She crushed. I the, I was very happy to get out of there with, with some money, though. Well, she um, crushed could also be on... Uh, on <laughs> no, no, I don't want to make this a Wheel of Fortune show, but... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's 
she crush was on Thrust. Hey, yo. I had to divest all my shares of Thrust. <laughs> oh, no. Tell me. Right before the big IPO? Yeah, it was the big pullout. <laughs> After the initial The second. initial suck in. <laughs> the initial yeah. suck in and the big pullout were very difficult for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Speaking of dirty jokes, let's transition. This is a perfect transition. Uh, all week long, our sponsor, our friends at NordVPN, have been helping us bring this show, The Break Room, to you. Uh, there's the link up on screen. It's also in this video's description. Click and get your own NordVPN. Uh, you know, protect yourself from your ISP spying on you, all kinds of other stuff. It's incredibly fast. It's a great service. And for our purposes, it gives you this great ability to change your location so that you can use Netflix libraries from other countries. So that you only gotta subscribe to one Netflix, and you can pretty much find any movie, because if it's not available on US Netflix, it's on UK Netflix, or France, or South Korea, or wherever Netflix. We used that to watch Zombieland. Yeah. For our little NordVPN geo-blocked movie club. Mm -hmm. uh, we picked a Zombieland from 2009 because with The Last of Us, Zombie movies are kind of hot, or the, the zombie concepts are hot yeah, right now. You say, did you see that they don't want you to call them zombies in The Last of Us? They're the cordyceps, not zombies. Not I, oh, yes. Ooh. Not, not, not zombies. Ooh, they never use I'm going to keep calling them zombies. Yeah. Cordyceps. That's a great point. And, and maybe it's better to say post-apocalyptic movie uh, genre stuff, right? Because they're both firmly set post-apocalypse. Uh, and so we watched that movie with the help of NordVPN. Next time, we're going to keep doing these NordVPN movie clubs. Next time, if you haven't already signed up, sign up. You can watch along with us. But if you did get a chance to watch Zombieland this week, or you've seen it recently, or you just like that movie, we're going to dive into it a little bit, chat about things we liked, uh, things we were surprised by in the rewatch, yes. other, other thoughts on it. Uh, again, NordVPN, easy to use. Just one click. Right now, uh, if you click that link that's in this video's description or that's on screen right now, you get an exclusive NordVPN deal. Uh, you get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and a bonus gift. It's completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. Thank you to NordVPN for helping us bring this show to you. So, quick, first thoughts. What, what was your experience re-watching Zombieland? I uh, forgot, sorry. I see you switch the camera off of me, so I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot how actually, I, I've watched this movie a ton of times. Mm. Yeah, between 2009 to now, I love Zombieland. I love zombie movies, it's one of my favorites. And I forgot how funny it is when Bill Murray dies. Yeah. Uh, and how long he's actually in there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought as soon as he appeared, he got shot. Right. No, he smokes with them, they reenact <laughs> Ghostbusters, they hang out, They're, the whole idea was they were gonna like, put the wig back on, do a prank of a zombie on Jesse Eisenberg, and Jesse Eisenberg's shotgun yeah. straight, straight to the, the way, chest. By the way, completely right in my opinion. <laughs> yes, yes, does. yes! Don't, don't, why would you do don't that? Don't zombie prank somebody yeah. in a zombie apocalypse. And more on that in a bit, because we are going to add that to the uh, rules oh, for survival the of the zombie apocalypse, zombie land. Uh, yeah, I forgot how hardcore that movie was in terms of the flesh-eating element. Yeah. The opening five minutes of that movie are just... People chewing other people. And normally, you gotta subscribe monthly for that. This is. <laughs> oh, wait. Like, you know, chewing. You know, chewing oh, on I that good. Chew, you know chew monthly is a uh, monthly publication you've been quoted in time. I actually was the editor in chief of Chew Monthly for a while before I was fired in disgrace. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. Anyway, I forgot. Yeah, it is a 
aggressive, violent film. It was, I, I love it. I love yeah. it. For, are you a friend of, are you a fan of gore to that level? No. Oh. Yeah. But, but for some reason, I remember, you know, I'm not a, I'm a very scared man when it comes to horror movies. I saw Zombieland opening weekend. I was very excited for it. It's so funny it disarms you. Like, you can never stay shook by the zombies long enough. To, there's always something funny happening. And I don't know, that opening slow-mo sequence of all those montages so of fun. weddings and firehouses and all this stuff just being destroyed, the zombie apocalypse. Uh, well, some of them it, were... Oh, I'm so sorry. I keep cutting you no, off. No, no, please. I was like, the beginning, a lot of them are the references to movie classics. Yes. yes. Uh, and also, because uh, I remember the intro has the stripper zombie. Yes. And I was like, I would love... And also shows you how fast the people turned because people were just at a strip club and yeah. the zombies turned. <laughs> right. And I well, was the one like, guy, the bride is at the yeah, wedding. Literally. Everyone else is unturned and the, yeah. only the bride has turned. Mm. And the, what little, is it? the little kid's birthday party where all the yeah. little girls instantly turn. Yeah, and, and I think, like, I had never seen Zombieland before I watched it this week. Mm. Uh, somehow, it just that was a movie that slipped through the cracks. I it was happens. very aware of it, but I never got around to watching yeah. it. So, yeah, that struck me. I was saying, tonally, it's very interesting. Now, Ruben Fleischer, who directed this movie, mm. who's also directed both the Venom movies, yes. the Uncharted movie, a mm -hmm. couple other... Uh, big flicks, um, said he was inspired by Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. You definitely see that that combination of comedy and zombie violence, yes. horror stuff, yes. right? This maybe leans a little bit more, it's obviously much more maybe graphic and, and into the and horror fast, more. fast zombies, that's always the difference. Yes. Shaun of the Dead did classic shambling, dragging their legs zombies that you're like, if you just kind of move fast and don't allow you know yourself to get cornered, you can get away from these zombies. Yes. These ones were like the, They've turned into superhuman jaguar speed level zombies that can just leap out and kill you from yeah. anywhere. Well, that's why rule number one is cardio. That's right, cardio. I was going to say, like, this movie is also clearly now very different tone, but clearly very influenced. Before this came out, kind of the zombie genre was kind of revitalized because this is pre Walking Dead. Yes, Walking Dead debuted in 2010. Around, around the same time. Around the same time. But it's definitely post. Uh, Zack Snyder's yes. rebooted yeah, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, the Dead yep. right? Which kind of like is credited with kind of reigniting mm. the interest in zombie movies and was like, oh yeah, this is how graphic, mm -hmm. you know, hyper-violent, hyper-stylized uh, yeah. zombie movies can be and had a yeah. similar kind of like opening sequence. Yep. Right, like mm -hmm. not not in the exact same style, but like kind of iconic with the great musical score yeah. and everything. I, I think they, which I really liked with this zombie movie, which I think was what they were doing. I went to a Q and A with the guy that did Trick or Treat, and he spoke about this about how like we we, we fell into a hole of making these like nostalgic movies that are great, mm -hmm. but we kept to a T of like this is a zombie movie, this is a vampire movie, this is like a, a serial killer movie, and to be more grounded with it and be like, okay, what if I put just a normal kid that's like a recluse and from college in Texas yeah. into a zombie movie. How would he react versus like a survivalist? Yeah. And I like that. And, and him becoming uh, a, his neuroses being a key to his survival. Yeah. yeah. And, his, and, his, and his like shelteredness and his, and, his, and his desire to not be around other people being the one thing that you kind of need. Because, mm -hmm. you know, human, human needs and emotions will, will blind you when you're like, I just miss the... Like seeing other people, it's like, well, that's one way to get eaten by a zombie. In this <laughs> yeah. world, where where as you have this guy, phobia of public bathrooms, yes. phobia, and that's like, I mean, those are things I think about all the time. All of my phobias, I think, would make me very difficult to kill in a horror movie. <laughs> I think it I was... always check the back of the car. I always check under the that's car. A good I check idea. under all beds. I check in closets. I sleep with a little nightlight on. 
I, you know, I keep a gun, loaded gun in my pocket at no, all times. No, uh, no. There's a great book that people should read called How to Survive a Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. And it's perfect because they teach you Max Brooks, never right? to have, yeah, never to use a gun. Just use a knife. You don't have to reload a knife. Yes. But um, I also, I think this movie speaks to everybody because it's like, oh, if I have to poop all the time, where do I go? How do I do it? And this movie yeah. happens all the time. Your it heart happens is down. every 10 minutes. Speaking of poop, I want to shout out, there's a prolonged kind of cameo from uh, Mike White is the uh, comedic actor who's, yes. who gets a while he's on the toilet and also works at the gas station against con artist by Emma Stone. Yes. He wrote, created uh, both seasons of White Lotus. Yes. Uh, also, I was like, he's also Ned Schneebly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun to see him. And Amber Heard uh, yeah. shows up in an early scene. Uh, she's uh, the next door neighbor. Is she's she Jesse the Eisenberg. Yes. She's so young, she's I can't tell. She is. Cannot, she looks very different. Tell. But uh, clearly, this movie was really well cast. Yeah. There's also something. This was a an original IP. I guess this was a script that had been floating around a little bit. It was originally going to be a TV pilot. Okay. The kind of that's why I like the uh, zombie kill of the week is the holdover oh, from it being a, yes. an episodic oh, TV show. I love that. Um, but they kind of they were like, ah, oh, this works better as a movie. They stretch it out, and obviously it was really well cast. Like this is young Emma Stone before yep. she kind of totally blew up. Still pretty young Jesse Eisenberg who yep. hadn't done as much. Uh, obviously Woody Harrelson was a known figure at that. But time. He but he is having a great time he's in that movie. A ball. And when you get him. Like, really loving, like, just, like, they're clearly letting him do whatever the hell he wants. Like, he's making a lot of choices. He's playing a, like, complete scumbag who, like, gets off on yes. killing zombies. It's so fun. I, I will say, like, one thing that struck me watching this, obviously, like, the kind of fun comedic tone, the Bill Murray cameo, there's a lot of fun stuff in this. But, like, a big difference here in almost all other zombie or post-apocalyptic content, including The Last of Us, is, like, there's very little dread. Yeah. In this movie, yeah, yeah, right? right. Usually, the takeaway from The Walking Dead or any yeah. of the George Romero zombie movies is like, you will get got. Yeah. In the well, end, the, yeah, and, and your fellow yeah. man yeah. will probably end up. That getting was you, the, right? one of, that was one of the new rules he made. Like rule number thirty-two was like, um, enjoy the little, enjoy the little things, things. Yes. Enjoy yes. The little and things. and they take the time to you know smash up a store or yeah. do something goofy to find some Twinkies. You get very little of that in other yes. post-apocalyptic yeah. or zombie content. And it's you know? it, it, what's interesting again. Once you have a survivalist, you can do whatever you want. And if you have one survivalist in the gang that loves guns, that does all these things, yeah. you can be as loud as you want. Yeah. You yeah. can do whatever you want. Break I, things. I think my my favorite sequence, I know we're, we're getting close to the end here. Favorite sequence is probably my favorite, one of my favorite zombie sequences of all time. It's when um, uh, the the two girls are in on the amusement park ride going up and down. And they have to come up with creative ways to keep the zombies. They also have to time the ride so they can figure out like when they're going to go up again, they're going to stay up and they drop back down. And just think about like, being on that ride for four hours alone would make some people tap out. They had to still fend off zombies yeah. with their guns until they yes. ran out of bullets. I, I like it. I'm a big zombie landmark. I, you know, we don't have to talk about the sequel ever. Uh, <laughs> I like the sequel. It's next on my to-do list. Now i got to watch the sequel. Double tap. Well, and, and it struck me, like, again, just the amount of joy that this movie finds. Yeah. There's still some very scary moments, intense moments or whatever, but overwhelmingly the vibe is like kind of goofy, comedy, <gasps> slapsticky, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of, there's not that many of these moments in The Last of Us, but like the pun book. Yes. You know what I mean? Little yeah. moments between Joel yeah. and Ellie, yeah. where like a little break between the devastation the, and the, the death or whatever. The yeah. Walking Dead where, uh, 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 what's his name? Thing asks Michonne if she stole it, and then he, he, he she she lies and says no, and then Rick tells him like later on she did steal that protein bar. Yeah, this is 
Yeah, just like it's it's nice as a as a change of pace. Whether you're a fan of the genre, I think this movie was aimed at people that maybe aren't even fans of the sure. genre. Sure, I mean, like right? me, I mean, I'm not a zombie yeah. person, but I became one for you know, I became a zombie. You're a zombie. Yeah. Is that ah, is that what the toxic waste did to you? You're turning into a zombie. <laughs> oh, slowly. no, no, no. That's just uh, cysts and. Sword. I've always said Tommy's one of the most high-functioning zombies I know. Oh, yeah, I am. I mean? Thanks. Like. <laughs> Thanks. Zombieism is a spectrum. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, I know we gotta we gotta leave, but I wanted to have a little mandatory no, fun with you guys. Let's do it. Put it on our in, in our break room club. Uh, we're only gonna put the graphic once because I, I just want to power through these. Uh, the the movie has thirty three rules. Only like six are acknowledged on screen. Uh, we're not going to talk about the sequel, which added rules. So I added some new rules, and I thought you guys could do them f uh, and read them with me. Rule number 34, do not dress up like a zombie if you don't want to get shot in the head or chest. Yeah, Shit. amen. Easy. Yeah. Good Easy, rule. and that's an easy rule. Yeah. Rule number 35, <laughs> maybe look for a house on an island. I mean, I don't oh. know if the zombies can no, swim. That, How hard that's, is it to get to the island? That's been done in some other movies. I mean, that didn't help them in A Quiet Place Part 2. Well, right? how about up in a mountain? Okay. Okay. Rule number 36. Pogo sticks may look like fun, but they are not good for getting away from zombies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, easily. Rule number 37, zombies do not care about your NFTs. Are you sure? Wow. You maybe could bore them to death. I don't know. Uh, rule number 38, tigers might seem like fun pets, but there are no animal control officers in zombie land. That is true. So just stay away from them. That is true. Rule so don't go to zoos? That's right. Don't go to zoos. <laughs> okay. Don't. Blow on kazoos. Rule number 39, you can delete your dating apps. No. It's oh. over. No, it might not be. F maybe I mean, that's listen, a good, maybe if you it's... meet a person that you're interested in in Zombieland and they won't F you, they're never going to I think. I think I would, I would contest this rule. I think it's the opposite. I think you got to swipe yes on every single person and hope you get you any response. You know who's always swiping yes? Zombie Paws. No. Uh, you're face down. No. You're, you're tindering. You're shivering your tinders. <laughs> okay. So sorry. So sorry. Do you guys remember? I was uh, uh, very, very single on Tinder at one point in the summer during the pandemic. That Tinder did a zombie apocalypse Tinder edition Gross. where it was swipe your story and you were in a zombie apocalypse looking for someone. Oh, Tinder, wow. you do it too much. Literally you're being did too it. loud. Okay. Rule number 40. <laughs> Use your card to crush the head of zombies. Stop wasting bullets. Good point. Rule number 41. All zombies are technically in ketosis, so give them a compliment. See if that puts them away. <laughs> They're all. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, rule number 42, our final rule, it is still not okay to pick your nose in your car. Anyone alive can still see you, and it's embarrassing. Is that a rule Your car your is not a force field that makes people, makes you invisible. If you're digging for gold in the driver's seat or passenger seat, just, we're looking at you. You just, you're just, uh, you just get tinted windows. I think that's my trick. Um, uh, not that I've ever picked my nose. Uh, thank you, Tommy. I like those. Those are pretty good additions. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. We're going to be back tomorrow mm. with a post Quantumania yes. episode. So the, tomorrow's episode will include spoilers. If you're uh, planning on seeing Quantumania Friday or Saturday or something like that, just come back and watch tomorrow's break room later on in the weekend or early next week. Yeah. Uh, Zach, before we go, I just want to qu qu very quickly. Sorry. There, there, there's the launch day slate for Deep Dive as a reminder. Yeah. Uh, Eric and I, we wanted to thank, we were guests at KyberCon last weekend. I've been out all week, so I haven't got a chance to thank them. I want to thank Metso and Van at Kyber Cave Productions. They're a very fun YouTube channel. They talk a lot about Star Wars and lightsabers specifically. Give them a like and a subscribe if you yeah. can. That's Kyber Cave Productions. And thank you so much for having us at KyberCon. We cannot wait to return. Check them out, Kyber Cave Productions. Good people. You may recognize Metzo from the uh, from the chat. She's yes. a mod. Yes. And a dear yeah. friend. So, uh, yeah, thanks again. Sorry, just wanted to get that out there. Go ahead and end the show, Zach. Yeah. Hey, let's take it on home. Everybody, 
Have a great rest of your day. Uh, we'll see you back here soon. Oh, yeah. Jessica already has a video out on the channel. <laughs> oh, ending, forget about. ending Explained for Quantumania. There's a, there's a post-credit video from Eric, an Ending Explained video from Jessica, mm. uh, and of course, a lot of really good Quantumania content coming your way in the next few days. So watch both those videos. Uh, like and subscribe, all that jazz. And get ready to deep dive, baby. Splash. Bye.